0: Good morning. What's up, everyone? My name is Tim Stoddart. This is Tim Stodd's FM. Thank you so much for joining me. A quick shout out to everybody that joined the newsletter this past week. It's very exciting to see my newsletter grow. It's something that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to have some kind of membership platform on my website in which people can engage and conversate and get great resources to help grow their business or their brand or their company or essentially just advance in whatever it is that they're trying to do in their lives. It means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. It's been exciting and fun and uh, a really cool adventure so far. And we're just getting started. So today's episode is called The Lost Art of Concentration. This is yesterday's blog article, and uh, I'm going to read some of it and then give a little bit more insight, because this is something that I take really seriously, and granted that I think too much and I, I think about all of these things probably a little bit harder than I should, but nonetheless, I think that what is is going on here is uh, something that we all need to be really mindful of. So, the lost art of concentration. Let's get into it. Sometimes I think about trading in my iPhone for an old school flip phone. I'm still not convinced that these phones make us more productive. The more I observe, the more I am convinced that they make us more distracted. Our culture is changing. It is important to embrace this new digital landscape we live in, it is here to stay. There is no use fighting it. But from a more optimistic standpoint, the internet provides resources and opportunities that never existed before. So kind of in right there, I struggle with this, this dichotomy of the pros and the cons of like always being connected in this, this internet world because there's huge advantages to it. And if if I had to... It's like when people say, man, if I could live in a generation, like I would live in a different time. <clears throat> Excuse me. I wouldn't. I would live right now. Like We have it made. The opportunities that the internet provides us and it levels the playing field so that you don't necessarily need like huge resources and you don't need to be especially privileged to have a shot in making it and building a career in your passion. Uh, so it's great. Like the internet is awesome. And I love the work that I do. I love my online marketing business. I I have a great time working with other people to help kind of grow their passions. But sometimes I look around, if I'm at a restaurant, or if I'm at the airport, especially, and it's, it's kind of flashbacks of that. Uh, what is it, 1986 commercial, that Apple commercial, Uh, whatever it is, uh, I can't remember exactly what year it is, but that real famous Apple commercial where there's just like robots of drones kind of walking around and everybody is just sort of tapped in. And uh, it makes me wonder how much of our time is sort of just being wasted because we're all so distracted and we're also tuned into this connection that we have moving on now that everyone has the ability to create something now everyone has the ability to create something you can create a business or a brand you can make your own living while doing what you love but there is a darker side your attention is the new gold Your attention is the new currency, and it is being spent in places you never intended. If we want to contribute, and if we want to design our lives around our purpose, then we need to be mindful of our attention. We need need to be mindful of where it goes, how much of it we waste, and how much of it we give away for free. Most people don't deserve the attention you give them. They didn't earn it. They just tricked you into thinking that you that if you didn't give it to them, then you would miss out on something important. That line right there, I, I think is probably the most important line in in this article that I wrote. Most people, and when I say people, I mean brands, companies, Instagram, anybody fighting for attention, they didn't actually earn your attention. Marketing and social media these days is basically designed around making you feel like you're missing out it's designed around making you feel like if you don't sign up for this course then you're going to miss out on a secret it's making you feel like if you don't scroll on your instagram page for another 30 seconds then you're going to miss out on like this post that everybody is talking about but your attention wasn't actually like earned by somebody it's just the content that we consume, especially on social media and on, our, and on our iPhones, is very specifically designed to grab your attention. Just think about push notifications. If you're like me, I can't stand having some red little like circle on my email or one of my apps or even on the Facebook page when you log in and you, you see those little notifications on the top right. like You have to click on it. But again... Your attention just gets strayed to some shit that is like relatively mindless and doesn't help you be productive. They just steal it. They're very good at it. Moving on before I start really, really ranting about this. Okay, let me backtrack a little. They didn't earn it. They just tricked you into thinking that if you didn't give it to them, then you would miss out on something else. FOMO. But what's actually important is the work you do. What's actually important is what you contribute to the world and to society. We can't lose focus on that, all puns intended, and we need to protect our concentration at all costs. I'm in my office right now where I record most of these podcasts and there's a bookshelf next to me and there's a really great book that I read called The One Thing. Uh, Hold on one second. Let me tell you who it's by. The One Thing, The Surprisingly Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results by Gary Keller and Jay Papazan. He talks about, in this book, the difference between being busy and being productive. And he talks about how we spend so much time bouncing about in all different directions and multitasking was a concept that he used a lot that we don't actually like get anything done we just spend a lot of time doing shit without actually like producing anything i know you guys know what i'm talking about i've been guilty of this many many times over if you get a chance pick up this book it's called the one thing the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results i'll link it in the uh the show notes of the iTunes and the Shopify, or the Spotify, excuse me. So just to backtrack on that, we what's actually important is the work you do, the productivity, the production. What's actually important is what you contribute to the world and to society. We can't lose focus on that. We need to protect our concentration at all costs. I'm not perfect. Recently I have noticed myself having a difficult time focusing. Although Jules and I have settled into Nashville quite well, I still don't know how many I still don't have many friends here, and this morning it dawned on me that I am spending a lot of time by myself. So what do I do when I'm alone? I watch StarCraft videos on YouTube and I aimlessly click around on science blogs and business websites. Well, even just reading that back to myself, it, it, it kind of made me feel something, you know? Although Jules and I have settled into Nashville quite well, I still don't have many friends here. And this morning, it dawned on me that I am spending a lot of time by myself. For those of you that don't know this about me, I am in recovery from from alcohol and and drugs and and addiction basically. I've been sober from every substance you can think of including Benadryl. (laughs) I know that's like a funny one to put in there but the point is like I don't mess around with it. I don't take melatonin. I don't take Benadryl. Anything that can kind of get me outside of myself I, I, I stay away from. I recoil from it like a hot flame. But in sobriety and in recovery if you get involved with some kind of groups in recovery there's a a common sort of saying and a common understanding that you want to you want to stay away from being by yourself because when you spend a lot of time by yourself what ends up happening is you start thinking about yourself a lot there's nowhere else for your thoughts to go so we, we become everybody. This is kind of like a human nature. If you spend a lot of time alone, you you unintentionally, most oftentimes, become self-centered. And when I say self-centered, I don't necessarily mean selfish. I mean like literally wrapped up in yourself. You are your biggest priority. And that can be really dangerous. So that's why it's important to have relationships and to be able to communicate with people because when you talk to other people, you get outside of yourself and oftentimes you find ways that you can contribute to society, that you can be productive. It's when you're with other people that you find yourself working with nonprofits, and, and you find yourself maybe volunteering your time to, to help other people and you find yourself like listening to people and seeing how you can be of service to them. And when you spend a lot of time alone, you get wrapped up in your own shit, you get wrapped up in your own thoughts. So it's it's a little bit of like a sidebar, but it's really not because the point I'm trying to make is that isolation really can lead to always being distracted because it's very difficult to focus on something when the only thing you're ever thinking of is you <laughs> You see how it works and then it just constantly spins and spins in circles. When I read that paragraph back to myself, it just sort of, it felt powerful. It's a powerful thing to realize that you're isolating a little bit and that you're spending time alone because as everybody else does, it's not just me. It's not just you. Like, I, don't, I don't think being guilty of it is just kind of human nature, but we all do this. When you spend a lot of time alone, you start thinking about yourself. And when you start thinking about yourself, it's very, very, very difficult to be productive. So moving on, this all starts with me. Here is my commitment. Number one, I am leaving my phone downstairs when I sleep. Again, I wrote this blog article two days ago, and I've done that the last two days. I keep it in the charger downstairs, and I set my alarm clock back up this morning on my uh, you know my my bedside table because that's the excuse, right? Well, I need my alarm clock. Go go buy a fucking clock. Buy an alarm clock. So now there's no reason for me to have my phone next to me in bed. There's no reason for me to wake up and instantly feel like I need to check my email. I can take my time. I can get myself centered. I can do a little bit of meditation, whatever. All right, number two, I'm leaving my phone in the front pocket of my bag when I am working. I'll check it at lunch and I'll bring it in with me at my afternoon walk. This one is important, right? Because it's that fight for your attention. It's those dings and those bells and those whistles. And at, at this point, like I, I can recognize each sound because like every program on my phone has a different sound, right? So like if a Slack notification comes in, it makes a specific sound. If an email comes in, it makes a specific sound, a phone call, a text message. And you know, it was like, oh, what's that? Well, what, somebody wants to talk to me. There's a great Simon Sinek video uh, that I will also link in the notes of this where, where he talks about um, that hit of dopamine that we get when like we get a text message and it feels good because somebody wants to talk to us and how like that can lead to, you know, some kind of like addictive ten- tendencies with our phones. But anyway, I want to be sure that I leave my phone in the pocket of my bag because that way i'll have like 3 hour blocks of time in which i can practice concentrating and i can practice focusing and i can practice being productive number 3 i will read articles all the way through i do read in bed almost every night but i think we are i think we are all so accustomed to scanning our content that we are losing our ability to concentrate and really pull the value out of what we read. There's a lot going on in here. First, um, what I want to start with is there's a really great new kind of email curation called Pocket, which I signed up for recently and I'm really enjoying it because what they're trying to do is they send you uh, the day's most popular articles from across the website and they're long form articles. Oh shit, excuse me. They're long form articles. So they're A 1,000 words, 2,000 words at the very least. And I'm intentionally picking one and I'm intentionally reading it the entire way through. Reading 2,000 words takes like 10 minutes. You know, what's 10 minutes of our time? But honestly, what's 10 minutes of our time? But honestly, ask yourself, when's the last time you read something online and you read it all the way through from beginning to end, you really absorbed the content and you really like pulled in what the the writer was saying to you and you got something from it we're so used to scanning shit today so much so that really the majority of how like content marketing online is done is to just have a lot of filler content in there and then accentuate certain words within the content so that as you're scanning, those blocks, those bold letters, those bullet points, those headers, those italicized, catch your attention for one second and you actually stop scrolling. So you'll have entire articles where the, the whole thing is basically designated to get you to stop on this one, one little sentence that might catch your attention and might incentivize you to do something, to act. And I think we need to get away from that. So I'm gonna start with myself. I'm gonna start with finishing every article that I read. All right, number four, I will recommit to my morning meditations. I don't know why I ever stopped. Come on, the science behind meditation at this point is so ridiculously conclusive, it just helps you. Mindfulness helps you, in fact, uh, Tim Ferriss' most recent book, I didn't read it, I think it's called Tools of Titans. M- maybe there's maybe his most recent one is called something else, I don't remember, but I got Tim Ferriss's newsletter and there was uh, a-, a newsletter a couple of months ago in which he said that by far the most common habit that all of these ultra successful people in Many different definitions of the word success, but all the people that he interviewed in his podcast and that were featured in his book, hands down across the board, the one thing that all of these successful people had in common is some sort of daily mindfulness, whether it's meditation or yoga or running or going for a walk or writing. There was some kind of intentional self-reflection and mindfulness to get all of the clutter out of their minds and out of their souls and their brains and their spirits. And I'm going to get back into doing that. I sort of lost touch with that, um, especially the last year that I was in Florida and that we moved to Nashville. I mean, I I can't blame the moving anymore. We've been here for like three months. But but nonetheless, I I think that kind of knocked me off of my my morning routine. So I'll repeat them. I'm leaving my phone downstairs when I sleep. I'm leaving my phone in the front pocket of my bag when I'm working. I'll check in at lunch and I'll bring it with me on my afternoon walks. I'll read articles all the way through. I will commit to my morning meditations. So again, I love the internet. I love online marketing. I love doing SEO work for my clients. I love working with my team like I love it. I love what I do, and I plan to continue doing it. But while doing it, I want to contribute to the betterment of society. I don't want to be a part of these endless, of this endless stream of dings and bells and whistles and notifications. I don't want to contribute to that. I don't want to fight for people's attention to be like, hey, hey, look at me, hey, hey, look at me. Like I want to build stuff that people look forward to reading. And they read it because it adds value to their lives and they listen to it because it adds value to their lives and not because I was able to like push some shit, some shit in front of them that they just couldn't look away from. I want to be part of something bigger and I hope that you will join me. I hope that you'll join me on this journey of self-reflection and I hope that you will show me with your writing or your videos or your podcasts what you're trying to do to contribute to the betterment of society. It's not easy. It's much easier to shove shit in people's faces. It's much easier to use people's insecurities to make them feel like they're missing out. It's much easier to portray a certain image about ourselves that we know is going to be more appealing to people's like visceral emotions. It's difficult to be authentic to you and to contribute to the world in the way that feels right for you to give the world the one thing that you can offer that no one else can. But ultimately, ultimately, it is the latter of those options, which is going to lead to A success, whether that's financial, um, whether that's monetary growth is going to lead to contentment because you're going to feel good about the work that you've done and it's going to lead to a community because in doing your work, you're going to gravitate to your tribe and you're going to find the people that feel the way that you feel and that think the way that you think. You're going to contribute to the culture. Because as Seth Godin says, culture is nothing, but people like us do things like this. Guys, I really appreciate you listening to my podcast. If you could, leave me a rating on iTunes. I would appreciate a five-star rating, but if you think my podcast sucks, what can I say? I'm not going to twist your arm. I would appreciate it if you subscribe to my podcast on iTunes. is the best thing you can do to support the show. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Peace out.